This is Solid Talk. Speaking out loud in depth. Check it out. Speaking out loud in depth. Cancel culture can't keep me in check. In front beginning, gotta tell us what's next. True believers, they can come and connect. Call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect. God bless you, family. Praise the Lord. My name is Brother Greg. This is Solid Talk, speaking out loud in depth. I pray that everyone is doing well. God is truly good. He is worthy to be praised. Family, tonight is an open discussion. I want to open up the floor and the chat for anyone to tell me what you've been going through, uh, what's on your mind, what it is that you want to talk about. I just want to have an open discussion tonight. I'll just kind of start it because y'all always get shy on me anytime I ask this. I've been thinking a lot about endurance, a lot about endurance. I see your comment there, Sister Kiki. A lot about endurance, a lot about um, what it really means to go on this Christian walk. Sister Kiki has a uh, a uh, suggestion. She says, separating from family who are nice but are not necessarily in Christ. Wow. How do we separate from family who are nice, but are not necessarily in Christ? You know, the Bible says that evil communications corrupts good manners. Um, Paul said that he became as a Jew to reach the Jews. He became as a non-believer to reach the non-believers. So he didn't become one of those in the sense of that's what he turned into and stayed that way. But he was saying that he recognized that certain people in life, right, can be our assignments. And when we recognize that somebody is an assignment, uh, what we need to do is we need to figure out, okay, Lord, what are you trying to do through me in this person's life, if anything? Now, the reason why I say if anything is because uh, there can definitely be some instances where um, the Lord does not want you communicating with someone. He does not want you devoting your time to this person. He does not want you to be investing all of your energy, your strength. The Bible calls it casting your pearls before swine. So I think the first step, Sister Kiki, is to really seek the Lord to identify what is my role in this person's life. If the Lord tells you that you have a purpose, you have a function, there's something that he wants to do, then you have to endure, right? You have to figure out, okay, which one of these fruits of the spirit is the Lord trying to birth out of me? Because in, in the example you gave, people are nice, right? But sometimes God will assign us to people who are mean, people who are rude, people who are unclean, right? People who are disrespectful, people who don't respect you. And in those type of instances, we have to figure out, ask the old question. Some of y'all might be too young to remember, but they used to have these wristbands. They used to say, what would Jesus do? And the idea of the wristband was before you react, <laughs> you look down at your wrists and remember that you 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 you're a Christian, right? You're a believer, however you want to call yourself. So you look down at it and then you say, "Okay, I was about to say a few choice words, but now I done looked at my wrists." 
<laughs> Praise the Lord. I had to see what time it was because I know you weren't talking to me like that. But when I looked down, I ain't see my watch. I saw this little bracelet. It said, what would Jesus do? And so then you say, okay, which fruit of the spirit am I going to respond to? And how am I going to respond? Am I going to turn the other cheek or am I going to turn some tables over? And I genuinely believe that um, as much as the the Bible calls us to be meek, as much as, you know, uh, Christ was, 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 you know, very humble, didn't say a mumbling word, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. There were also moments where he turned the tables over. And there are also moments where the Lord will challenge us to put our foot down, right? Why does he do that? He has to challenge us to be able to put our foot down in certain situations because when things get really difficult, and this almost goes to what I'm saying about endurance, when things get really difficult, if we're already compromising in front of man, right? I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to say this and that because I don't want to offend somebody. If we have more of a fear of man than we do of a fear of God, then God won't be able to use us when he has to deal with man because we're fearing man and not fearing God. The Bible puts it this way. It says, don't fear the one who can kill the body, but fear the one who can kill the body and destroy the soul in hell. Sit down, down, down. Down, uh, recite that verse every Sunday. <laughs> That's when you got going there and read it for yourself. Um, but specifically to your question, Sister Kiki, about nice family members, but they just aren't believers. I think step one is just identifying if and what the Lord wants you to do in that person's life. If He does tell you to separate, you know, you just, uh, I, I'm a firm believer that the truth shall make you free. So you just tell somebody, I'm also a firm believer of putting it all on God because it's the truth. Yes, you're using it as a scapegoat, but it really is the truth. You say, you know what? God is taking me in another direction. Um, <clears throat> God is telling me that I need to separate and put it on God because he's the one that's actually doing it. And just let them take from you. If however they respond, they're just going to have to deal with God on it because he's the one that's actually calling you to do it. So I would say put the put the blame on God. Blame is a <clears throat> really, really uh strong word to use, but you know, he's big enough to handle it, and it's the truth. Just just let it let the chips fall where they may. You know what I mean? Just let the chips fall where they may. But that's a very good question. Because with family and also with people, a lot of times folks are nice, but it's like they're not necessarily in Christ. The other thing I want to say is, depending on where we are in our walks, really depends on how the Lord might be isolating us or sanctifying us, meaning setting us apart. So oftentimes in the walk, God will go through a season where he really takes you away from everybody. And we had a very good talk about isolation um, in one of our TMM hangouts, maybe like a couple, a few months ago, we had a really good talk about when God separates you, when God sets you apart. And sometimes he will do that because he has to get you out of familiarity. It's almost like when a soldier goes to boot camp, 
They don't come and train you for boot camp right where you are. They draft you into the army and then they bring you in. And once they bring you in, then they begin to actually um, take you to a location and they begin to train you. And then once you've been trained, then they can send you back out into combat. So oftentimes it's not that the Lord wants you to stay away from this person permanently. Sometimes it is permanently, but oftentimes there's a point and usually it's earlier in the walk, but it could be any time in the walk where the Lord just wants you to himself so he can train you. And the person that's near you, whether it be family or whether it be a friend, that person is actually uh, contaminating you. You know, in the military, when they take you into boot camp, in a, in a way, you lose identity. Now, in Christ, we lose our identity to the world. So when you're in the military, they bring you in. I don't care if you came in there with dreads in your hair. I don't care if you came in there with colored spikes in your hair. I don't care if you came in there with a perm. They're cutting everybody's head and giving everybody a crew cut. <laughs> Either you're going bald or you're getting a crew cut because there's a, there's certain things. Are you still an individual? Yes. But there's certain things about being a part of this military that everybody is going to be uniform with. Because Jesus said a house divided cannot stand. So when we go out to fight, there has to be unity. Paul wrote one of those letters and he said, um, it's my prayer, brother. He said that you would all speak the same thing. So in a perfect world, or I don't even know we want to say the world, but y'all get my point. Ideally, we as believers should all be speaking the same thing. We should all be in agreement because there's only one Holy Spirit. But we know for various reasons, because of flesh, because of doctrines of demons, because of immaturity, because of selfish ambition, because of just misunderstanding, misinformation. A whole bunch of Christians and believers speak a whole lot of different things. So you ask the question, how can we all be of one spirit, but we're all speaking of different things? And it's because the devil comes in to muddy the waters. Flesh also muddies the waters because God is not the author of confusion. So when the military brings you in, they they put everybody in the same uniform. They put everybody in this with the same haircut. They teach everybody the same rules and every other thing that comes along with the military. Now, are you still your own person? Can he be the one to make jokes and he be the one that's serious all the time? And she be the one that, you know, is really good at, um, <clears throat> you know, technical stuff. And he's really good at administration and he knows how to build stuff. Everybody is still their own individual, but there's still some core principles, some core beliefs that are universal across that particular branch of the military. So my point is to your question, Kiki, sometimes if you feel God pulling you away from even family, it could be that he's trying to refine you. You know, God takes us through wilderness. When you're alone like that, it feels like a wilderness sometimes. And God will take us through those wilderness moments in order so that he can prepare us for what he wants to do as far as a greater work. So when you separate them, 
from them rather, that means that Christ has to be what? He has to be your companion. Okay. Sometimes we all alone, Christ has to be our companion. A lot of times it's for him to draw us closer to him because we become the only person that he can lean on. You go through situations, you go through a breakup, you go through some issues on your job. First thing we do, pick up the phone. God try to break us out of that habit of picking up the phone every time we go through something. He tries to break us out of that out of that routine, right? So that's definitely a very good question, you know. Um, and I would encourage you to go back and read that. I mean, go back and watch that video that we did in the hangout, just talking about isolation and how God sets us apart. Glory to God in the highest. For anybody joining in, we're doing an open discussion tonight. Anybody can tell me anything that's on your mind. As a matter of fact, I'm going to put the link in here. And if somebody want to just come on and say hello or talk about anything, you're welcome to go ahead and join with this link that I just shared in the video as soon as it comes up. And if you do want to join, you should be able to join from your laptop or from your cell phone. In the meantime, I'm going to see if there's any other topics Here's Christ Warrior. He has a question. How do you feel about the Henry Rugg situation? It's very sad. Christ Warrior, I need you to fill me in on that a little bit because I haven't really been keeping close attention to that situation. But from my understanding of it, I'm guessing that a guy got into got drunk. They said he was taking a lot of shots at the club. And by shots, I mean he was taking that Patron to his dome. He gets in his car. I guess he runs over a girl and she burns to death or she dies and burns in the fire or something like that. So based on those facts that I know, my short answer to that is that it's a tragic situation, but I think it is a proverb. And what I mean by proverb is I mean that there's certain things that happen to certain people that serve as an example to others. Now, that doesn't make him any worse or better than anybody else because it's a whole bunch. Look, I used to get drunk and go to the club every week, practically. You know, I don't think I was that drunk, <laughs> but nonetheless, it could have happened to me. And so um, it's only by God's grace if something doesn't happen to us. But every now and then, Listen, some sometimes you have a night where you drive where you were driving and you were drunk and you were high. And I heard people say, I don't even know how I made it home. It was probably the sovereignty of God that allowed you to make it home. You probably was on your way falling asleep, and God probably sent some angel to come and tap you on your shoulder to make sure that you didn't swerve off the side of the road even before you even knew him. Why? Because the Bible says that God commends his love to us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So God has, is doing things on our behalf even while we are his enemy. Paul said in one of those letters, he said that you, you were once enemies of God. So, you know, the Bible says God is love. Imagine how much of love he is that he actually looks out for his own enemies. So with regard to this guy, Henry Ruggs, I think he's an NFL player, if I'm not mistaken. <clears throat> he uh he made poor decisions. 
And I think it's a testament to the, the scripture that says that the wages, the price, the wages of sin is death. Right? That means that what sin does is it causes death. What did he tell Adam and Eve? He said, if you eat from this tree, you shall surely die. They ate it and they didn't physically die in that moment, but they spiritually died and they begin to physically decay because before that they would have never died. So I think it's unfortunate. I think it's tragic. I feel sorry for the family of the girl that was, that was caught in the accident. I feel, um, you know, hopefully he can take the remainder of, of his life and be redeemed. He can be forgiven. You know, God can forgive anything. He's greater than any sin that we do. We know that there are people in the Bible who kill people intentionally. I don't even think his was intentionally, right? So there's people who kill people intentionally, and God still made them new in the word of God. There's people who persecuted Christians, and God still made them new in the word of God. So so I think it's just one of them things that happens and every now and then things happen. And I think it should tell us that there's a reason why God does not want us doing certain things. See, when you're out in the world and you hear about the Bible and you look at it, at it as a set of rules, right? You look at it as something like, man, if I'm a Christian, I can't, I can't drink, I can't smoke weed, I can't smoke cigarettes. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't fornicate. I can't do all these things, right? Well, we're so focused on the rule itself, but do we really think about the actual wisdom that's in the quote unquote rule? Because if God is telling us to do these things, obviously it's for a reason. And the reason is for our own benefit. He's telling you this for your own good. Every sin that you can list, if you do it enough, it's going to result in death. Every Each and every one of them. You smoke enough, you drink enough, you fornicate enough, you lie enough, you steal enough, you cheat enough. Death, death of, death of the marriage, death of relationships, death of you. You could cheat on somebody, they come, come past and kill you. Angela Bassett was in that movie. What was it? Uh, I forget the name of that movie. Y'all know what I'm talking about. She set the man's clothes on fire. So if somebody that crazy to set your clothes on fire, imagine what they would do to you if they feel like that they've been wronged by you. So I just think it's a he's become a proverb. The wages of sin is death. There's a reason why God tells us not to do certain things. And And, and as a matter of fact, Every time we do it, there's always like a little indicator that kind of tells you that you shouldn't be doing this. You know, you smoking cigarettes now, you didn't develop the cough. You know, your clothes start to stink. You, you know, you you see people smoke a black and mild and they got to spit out hog spit every five seconds. You getting drunk, you got to hang over the next day. Okay, all of these, he gives little warnings where it's like, this is not good. This is not good. This is not good. But then what happens is the flesh is so empty and it needs to feel alive. So we, we're, we're willing in the world, we are willing to sacrifice 
the punishment of sin for the pleasure of sin for a season. Even though we don't think about the fact that that punishment adds up and adds up and adds up, and the fact that tomorrow is not promised. So we're being very prideful, very boastful when we just feel like we have all the time in the world. That's the mentality of a lot of young people. Oh, you know, I'm young. Well, what does that mean? This guy, uh, what's the dude? Henry Ruggs is young. And now his life is ruined. The young lady that she hit, I don't know how old she is. I saw a picture of her. She looked young. So tomorrow is not promised. Okay. I was talking to somebody this week about the illusion of tomorrow. Tomorrow is an illusion. Tomorrow is a fantasy. And tomorrow is very prideful because we make up in our minds, man, Lord, I didn't really give you everything I wanted to give you today. I didn't really pray, pray today. I didn't really read, really read the word today. I'm Tomorrow, I'm going to do better. Tomorrow, I'm going to do this. Tomorrow, I'm going to do that. Tomorrow is filled with optimism. <laughs> it's the most optimistic thing in the world, tomorrow. As a matter of fact, I think Brother Josiah, um, he, he was on here, Solid Talk, as a guest one time. He raps. He has a song called Tomorrowland. And in Tomorrowland, he was just talking. The theme of the song is the idea that everybody is banking on tomorrow. So I'm going to live for today because I have the expectation of tomorrow. But tomorrow's not promised. So that's my take on that situation. There's probably some details that I'm not familiar with. But, um, you know, if so, if I miss something, let me know. Sister Tatiana says, feed them with a long spoon. If you are uncomfortable, bring around, not, if, you are, if you are uncomfortable being around non-believing family. That's a good suggestion as well, sister. Feed them with a long-handed spoon if you got to feed them at all. <laughs> Sister Marsha answers that question as well about uh, family that's nice but not believers in Christ. She says, set boundaries and honor free will. You know, that's a good one as well. Respect the fact that they are rightfully able to make a choice and they've made their choice and you respect their boundaries, but at the same time, you expect them to respect your boundaries. Tatiana says, however, we work with nice people, but don't quit our jobs. Yeah, yeah. You know, we are light in a dark world. We are light in a dark world. You know, so that means we got to be in it. <laughs> Somebody said, I'm in the world, but I'm not of the world. We still got to be in it. We have to be the light. And that takes a lot of selflessness. A lot of selflessness. Sister Tatiana says, the word says that we are to strive to live at peace with everyone. Amen. Follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see God. Man, y'all talking good tonight. Once again, anybody that's joining tonight is open discussion night. Any questions, any topics on your mind? I don't care what it is. It's as interesting as you make it. It is as in This talk is as interesting as you make it. So if y'all want to ask me the little nice, easy questions, that's cool. If y'all want to try to trip me up, <laughs> get me in trouble, that's cool too. I'm here for all of it, as they say. 
Sister Yvette says, you might be the only or closest Christ-like they see. They are still watching you to see you handling the struggles. Amen. That's another great response to suggestions about that question. Separating from nice family. Sister Kiki says she's been going through a season of isolation. And it's been rough. It certainly can be. Definitely will keep you in prayer, sister. Oh, here's look at Glenn from his words question. Does anybody think it's highly strange with Facebook meta and the G2 summit recently? G, excuse me, G20 summit recently. Just curious on everyone's thought. So, sister, we talked a little bit about this on Bible study briefly. I was talking about what Pastor Price said about the metaverse and how ultimately this metaverse is going to, the goal, and this is what Zuckerberg said, the goal is basically to merge humanity or what's left of it into what we can call a virtual reality or the internet of things. So you become an avatar, you know what I mean? You become an avatar and your little avatar does stuff and is fully ingrained with the with how you're thinking and what you're feeling. So I think it's crazy what they're doing. You know, I'm not for any of that. I made a video like five years ago. Is it time to pull the plug on technology? That, that was one of them old videos. I'm standing in my backyard. You know what I mean? <laughs> standing in my backyard with the trees and stuff and my eyes watering because it's windy outside. But that what my point is that was five six years ago and the way that technology moves now it's gotten to the point where they're talking crazy and you know what really obsessed me about these things is they like to play this happy music whenever they're doing something that's clearly like out of a dystopian novel <laughs> something that's that's like flat out out of a sci-fi sci-fi movie all they do is just take it and they put some really happy music behind it. And they think because you put this music behind it and you got these nice visuals that that's supposed to make me believe that I'm okay with this. No, <laughs> no. Now, does it work on the average person, the average normie, as they say? I don't know. Probably. Because those who don't know the Lord, they don't have a... Uh, what am I trying to say? They don't have a revelation of eternal life. So if you tell them anything that's liable to either give them eternal life down here on earth or even maximize the experience of their life here on earth. And when I say maximize, I don't mean fulfillment. I mean, pleasure, anything that can maximize their pleasure. <clears throat> They're on board with it because they don't have a God to set their boundaries. So this spirit of the Antichrist, right, because they don't have a God, what they do is they follow whatever the trends are. You know, they say, OK, what, what's the popular thing? What's the latest and greatest? You know, I, I just got a new iMac, you know, just put your fingerprint on and it open right up. You know, that's so they got my fingerprint. A lot of laptops, you just look in it, you look into your cell phone, 
myself and this old cell phone it's like 2018 look into your cell phone and cut right on because it recognized your face so the lazier or the smarter that technology becomes the more complacent and lazy it makes us and when you become complacent and lazy what that means is that you become subservient it means that whoever wants to control whoever's controlling this now controls you because you've become what dependent on this i mentioned on the uh trivia i told you i went out to utah you know went out to utah uh, up in the mountains and when you're up there in those mountains they don't have cell phone reception so we're driving around the atvs you know navigating but we had to read the map you know so fortunately i was with some some texans that knew how to how to read the map, you know what I mean, and do all of that stuff. But me, I'm a, I'm a city slicker, you know what I mean, compared to them. I feel like I got a little country in me at heart. You know, I done ate some fat back before. I done ate some chitlins before. But as far as just like every day having that experience of, you know, being an outdoorsman, that ain't really my thing. You know what I mean? And you know us, that ain't really our thing anyway, the, out, the great outdoors. <laughs> <laughs> you know, at least not in the cold weather and stuff like that. So um, anyway, my point is, what will we do if GPS went out? What will we do if internet went out? What would you do if you're connected to the metaverse and the metaverse goes out? <laughs> How would that even impact you? So there's there's a level of dependency that we have on technology that is unhealthy because technology is created by man and man is flawed. See, all of this hum humanity that God created, right? The Bible says he looked at it and saw that it was good, right? He saw that it was good. Man, I want to, I want to teach something, but I ain't read, I ain't read it in a while. So I don't, I ain't going to waste time, but he, he created man and saw that he was good. So because of sin, there's no good thing that dwells in the flesh. But as far as what God created, we are able to use our skills, our reasoning, and all of these different things. We're able to use them, right? Uh, but if we stop using them, then we lose them. If you don't use it, you lose it. So, sister, that's my take on the metaverse. I actually am not familiar with the G20 Summit, but if you want to fill me in on that, you can let me know and I can weigh in on it. But, yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're just godless people who are trying to play God. And if I was godless, you know, I'd, I'd do the same thing because <laughs> they don't know any better. They're blind. Jesus said in John chapter 9, he more or less said, those, oh, good, turn right to it. We moving, we, we, we rolling tonight. Jesus said, John chapter nine, verse 39, <clears throat> excuse me. And Jesus said, for judgment, I am come into this world that they would see me. Let me back up. And Jesus said, for judgment, I am come into this world for they which see might. 
I can't read tonight. <laughs> last take, last take. For judgment I am come into this world that they which see not might see, and that they which see might be made blind. Verse 40, and some of the Pharisees which were with him heard these words and said unto him, are we blind also? Jesus said unto them, if ye were blind, ye should have no sin. But now ye say, we see, therefore your sin remains. So what we have is a lot of people in this world who think that they see. And because they believe that they see, they are actually blind. In order for someone to actually gain true sight, Holy Ghost sight, they have to acknowledge first, I am blind. Lord, without you, I'm walking in darkness. I'm stumbling. I'm falling. I'm bumping into things. I'm hurting myself. I'm blind and I need you to help me to see. And that's when we will see. But those who are prideful, because God resists the prideful, he gives grace to the humble. Those who are prideful, they are the ones who still remain remain blind, even though they don't even realize it. Just like those Pharisees, they ask, Lord, are we blind also? See, one should know if one is blind or if one sees, right? But the Bible says that we have to have ears to hear and eyes to see. We have to be granted ears to hear and eyes to see. Here's a scripture from Sister Marcia. Make allowances for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Colossians 3 and 13. That's a very good scripture. She's once again talking, answering uh, the question about separating from folks and things like that. Praise the Lord. Man, y'all got some wonderful comments in here tonight. Here's another scripture. This is Colossians chapter 3, verse 12. Since God chose you to be the holy people he loves, you must clothe yourselves with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Wow. Colossians 3 and 12. Woo. Uh, see, that's a nice scripture, but even though it's a nice one, it, it kind of hurt a little bit. Because <laughs> some people act in such a way, it's like the flesh don't want to be nice to them. We want to return that evil for evil, but God didn't call us to do that. He called us to be the ones that's different. You know, I love it. Look, I love to be from the south side of the kingdom too. <laughs> but you're still in the kingdom, right? Glory to God in the highest. Sister Ann says, Brittany, first, I think it will. Oh, this is related to the G20. Uh, okay, U.S. meeting with the Pope. Huh, a little strange. G20 summit in Russia and China. Absence speaks volume. Okay. Yeah, I don't know what happened at that summit. If that's where the U.S. met with the Pope. You know, all I know from that is the rumor has it. I don't know if this is true or not. They say 
<laughs> I really need to grow because I can't say this without laughing. They say that Joe Biden messed himself, uh, did a number two in his pants. So uh, I don't know if that's true or not. It could just be something that they said, but I wouldn't put it past him. I would not put it past him. I saw one meter. He was falling asleep. That might have been at the G20. I think they were talking about climate control or something or climate change, whatever that nonsense is. Um, he was in there falling asleep. He was in there falling asleep. Brother Randy says, did you hear what happened at the Travis Scott concert? <clears throat> well, Brother Randy, funny you should say, literally just before I came on here, I was watching the video. There's a sister in Christ, Sister Lydia. Uh, Lydia Bliss, I think her name might be like Lydia or something like that now. But anyway, she was talking about the Travis Scott concert. I guess they ambushed him on stage and some people died. Once again, another reason why God tells us there's a reason. Oh, God, why can't I go out and go to the party and go to the club? Well, in your in your finite mind, right? You think it's just singing and dancing, okay? But what actually goes on in these secular type clubs and, and concerts? Crazy music, crazy music bringing crazy people. For those who don't know from, from what I understand, there was an ambush at this concert. People started trampling one another. They said that when Travis Scott got on stage, some people said it was almost like a a magnetic field just begin to draw them in. Like, I'm not sure if they rush him on the stage. You can let me know, Brother Randy. But it's like they said it just started to rush in, right? And so in our carnal mind, we like, what's the harm in that? I'm just going out with my homies, with my girlfriends to have a good time. But you go there, get drunk. And now you don't you don't now five years later, that's your baby daddy. <laughs> that's your baby mama. Y'all arguing every week. He ain't giving you no money. She getting on your nerves because you want to go out and not listen to the word of God. So there's a reason. Parents say, do as I say, not as I do. Oh, no, that's not what I want to say. Parents say, parents have this thing that kids don't like. They say, because I said so. And what because I said so really means is, A, you don't have the authority to question what I'm telling you. What it also means is I don't feel like going through the explanation of every time I tell you something, I have to give you a laundry list of why it's appropriate or why it's inappropriate. Just respect my sovereignty for what it is. Take my word for it. And that's how we should treat the word of God, whether we understand it or not. See, the flesh doesn't like that, especially uh, humans that are adults. They don't like that because in our mind, we think we grown. But when you become born again, you become what? A babe. And if you are a babe, that means that you're starting from scratch. And God says, that's why when we come to him, we have to be as humble as little children. Little children, you can tell them anything. Little children, <laughs> they're so gullible because they... They don't know much. They're curious to know. You know, you can just do anything. You take out a take out a coin. You know what I mean? With a little kid. 
I got a 50 cent piece. Somebody gave me this when I was up in Utah. They was like, as a change, you take out a coin, pull the coin. I'm trying to get it to autofocus. Anyway, y'all know what coins look like. But you take out a coin. Uh, my camera playing me right now. I'm trying to get my, there you go. <laughs> you take out a coin and put it off from behind their ear. I just pulled a, I just pulled a coin out your ear. Oh, you did. Wow. How did you do that? Why? Because they believe anything that you tell them. We should trust God enough and have enough faith in God. Whatever he tells us, we just believe it. Just because. If, 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 if the sky been blue every day of your life and God wake you up in the morning and say the sky going to be red today, you just believe him. You just believe him. Right. That, that's childlike faith is what he's calling us to have. So uh, let me know what you think about that, brother, um, with that concert and all that. The Travis Scott concert. I don't know much about Travis Con Travis uh, Scott. I know he has shoes and stuff that come out. Brother Nick says, do you ever realize how many people had to live their lives and reproduce since Adam and Eve for us to be here? Doesn't this show God has a plan for us all? So we shouldn't worry about anything. That's a powerful word, Brother Nick. If you really think about it in that context, there's a reason why each of us is here. Yeah, every sin can lead to death. If you really start to really break it down, every sin can lead to death. You still enough. Look, people don't like a thief. A thief is, look, I mean, I know all sin is bad, but a thief get on my nerves. And the thing that get on my nerves with a thief is that you don't know who it is. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and it make it hard to forgive him because it, it's like unsettling. At least if somebody wrongs you to your face, you kind of know where you can place your anger. But then if it's a thief, you walking down the street and you're like, I want is that the person that broke in my house? You know what I mean? You <laughs> It just kind of handcuffs you. You don't know where to place your your anger and your frustration, but maybe that's a good thing. But anyway, if they find out that you're a thief and you still enough, that might be your last day. Lord knows they broke in my house one time. I was just fantasizing. My <laughs> I was just I had to get I had to step outside and take a walk because I was just fantasizing. Like, man, if I had been here and they had broken. And I knew they was, I wish I had been like hiding behind the door and they would have broke out. I grabbed them by the back of the neck and started strengthening. Okay, let me calm down. Whew, catching the flashback. I'm sorry. Let me take a deep breath. Ah, oh, God, please help me today, Lord. Man, I think this is another scripture, maybe, or maybe a comment from Sister Marsha. Make it your goal to live a quiet life, minding your own business and working with your hands, just as we instructed you before. That sounds like a scripture. I'm not sure which one, but that definitely sounds like the word of God. Wow. So this is referencing the Travis Scott concert. Brother Randy says, some people who were there are testifying. It felt like they were in hell. Wow. That's crazy, bro. I got to go look that up and see what's going on with that. So this is a continuation of Sister Marsha's scripture. Forgive me for chopping it up and stuff like that. She says, 
then people who are not believers will respect the way you live and you will not need to depend on any others. First Thessalonians 4, 11 through 12. Glory to God in the highest. Oh, man, we got a whole bunch of comments. Let me see what Brother Nick said. Okay. Man, but God is just so good, family. God bless each and every one of you. I pray that your weekend is going well. You know, I had a long, long day behind the camera this time. So that's why I'm out here in my hoodie. I had to hop on, had to finish that day up, eat real fast, and hop right on here. So I didn't get a chance to change and all that. My, my friend Kevin gave me this hoodie, my old coworker. So God bless him. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm kind of boycotting Nike, but I'm going to wear this hoodie because he gave it to me. <laughs> Glory to God. They just a little too woke for me, but uh, I can look past that. Glory to God. Glean from his word says, I was thinking the same thing coming back from San Antonio. I was telling my daughter that I missed having a physical map. I don't even know if you can still buy them. Wow. That's insane. If we can't even buy physical maps anymore. <laughs> Sister Yvette says, I'm too old to be thinking about buying virtual property. I'm so confused. Man, they changing the, the way we do everything. They changing the money, changing the way you pay for stuff. I think I saw some headline. The, the mayor of New York said he won his first couple of paychecks to be in Bitcoin. So I'm like, man, they done shifted over to the bitcoin what are we supposed to do man man oh man yeah absolutely satan the god of this world has blinded i think it says if our gospel be hid it's because satan the god of this world has blinded the minds of those who don't believe and that's in second corinthians man a lot of stuff going on. I'm moving a little bit fast because I'm trying to catch up to real time. Let's see what y'all are talking about. That same scripture, they don't understand the glory of Christ, who is the exact likeness of God. Second Corinthians 4 and 4. Man. Somebody talking about the old Y2K stuff. For those of you who might not have been around, Y2K was a time where uh, <laughs> it was like when the year 2000 was about to come on the scene, there was this thing that was being spread around where everybody was saying that the world was going to, some people were saying the world was going to come to an end. Some people were saying that the computers were not programmed to be able to reset into a new year. Meaning like if it said 1999 and the year might've said 99, Instead of it going to the year 2000, it would go to like zero and it was going to knock off all the computers. Now, this was before the Internet was like the Internet existed, but it wasn't what it is today. And so uh, people weren't able to communicate and talk about the idea of it being a H-O-A-X, <laughs> which, which in hindsight it probably was, knowing what I know today. But it caused a huge hysteria. People went out panicking in all the grocery stores and all that, buying stuff. You had Y2K preppers. And the reason why is because everybody thought that this world was going to come to an end. So that was a time to be alive. 
it just makes you think about what the mainstream media was able to pull over people's eyes before we were able to 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 communicate with one another and think critically and dialogue with one another some people say that the landing on the moon wasn't even real i haven't really looked into that brother nick says did you know the pope is the high priest of dagon or dagon yes i did know that um that thing that the pope wears on his head is the fish of dagon dagon is the fish god let me see if i can find a picture so let me see if we can find okay so so the pope wears this weird thing on his head man religion is just so <laughs> there's a such thing as good religion but <laughs> but aside from the good religion the other religion is just r ridiculous when you really think about it um so this weird old man Where's this weird old thing on his head? Uh, let's see. So, as you can see, this this head garment that he has, um, that's not a good angle, but but it's basically shaped like a fish. So, in a moment, I'm about to look up Dagon or Dagon. And Dagon is mentioned in the Bible, in the book of Judges, if I'm not mistaken. Was it Judges or was it Joshua? I'm going to look that up in a second. Let's look it up now. Okay, so... Uh, where was he in the Bible? I'm trying to see. Basically, it's like their statue kept falling when they, I think it might have been the Philistines or somebody that captured the Ark of the Covenant, which was where the presence of God used to be carried. And they, they captured it from Israel and they put it in their temple. And when they came back overnight, the Dagon statue had fallen. So it's in Judges. And then, oh wait. No, it's in Joshua. Oh, it's in Joshua and Judges. <laughs> so, um, so basically, they came in overnight and it fell. They came in another night and it fell. And then I think they came in another time and the fish's head actually fell off. So it says there are three places where Dagon is mentioned in the Bible, Judges 16 and 23, 1 Chronicles 10 and 10, and 1 Samuel 5. Okay. Cool. So anyway, what I wanted to look up, I wanted to show you a picture of Dagon. So he's the fish god. And uh, I don't know if I gave you a good example of the Pope's headrest, but that thing that he wears on his head is basically that. Let me see if I can find a better a better representation. But anyway, that's an interesting point that you make, Brother Nick. He's a he's a weird guy. The Pope. Not Brother Nick. Brother, <laughs> Brother Nick is cool. Brother Nick is cool. The Pope is a weird guy. Glory to the Lamb of God.
Sister Brittany says, a lot of people view Travis Scott and these other celebrities as gods. Yeah, and that's the that's the penalty of considering yourself a god. The root word in celebrity is celebrate. To celebrate means to praise. So we are celebrating these humans, right? And this concert is a perfect example of idolatry resulting in somebody's death. You know, some of y'all ain't old enough to remember, but they used to show the Michael Jackson concerts. And in my opinion, there hasn't been a celebrity to walk the earth that was more magnetic than Michael Jackson and more um, celebrated than Michael Jackson at his peak. Beyonce kind of comes close, but she's not even like anywhere near Michael Jackson for real. When I say come close, I mean like for this era, but she ain't even really touching Michael if you really was alive to be around for that. Because in the 80s, you had less celebrities. So that means if you were a celebrity, you were a big deal. Now they got celebrities I haven't even heard of. Every time you turn around, it's a new blue check mark saying something crazy. And you see a headline, this person in, in the news, and you're like, I don't even know who that is. <laughs> and some of it is because we save, but it's also because everything is so watered down now that there's not really true that many true celebrities anymore. But anyway, his concerts, people used to fall out and faint. They used to have ambulances at his concerts simply because they knew that people were just going to fall out. And that's crazy. But, you know, that's that's why we shouldn't do idolatry. And as for those celebrities, a lot of them, a lot, a lot of humans are not built to receive that type of worship. So if you really talk to a lot of them, they're really depressed. There's an old video that Beyonce did. Maybe she was having a bad day, but she was talking about how, you know, really she's sad and really, you know, it's a lot on her and all this different type of stuff because we weren't designed to receive that type of worship. It's too much for us to contain. You know, you're a celebrity. You can't even walk outside and go to the grocery store. You can't even, uh, you know, do simple things people can do. I want to go grab a burger from Wendy's. I can't even do that without having top security with me. I can't even, I can't even trust my friends because I don't know if they actually like me or not. So we, everybody thinks they want celebrity status, but do we really actually know what comes with that? Scandals, slander, all sorts of stuff. You ain't even got to be famous to get slandered. It'd be, you can be a Christian YouTuber and get slandered by other Christian YouTubers. You know what I mean? So, so that's why sometimes I like being a small fry. Cause I'm like, look, ain't nobody, I ain't, ain't nobody worried about me. <laughs> And I ain't worried about nobody else. This is a point that uh, Brother Randy makes. Not sure what took place, but I think about it like, what if a Christian had a concert and the presence of God took over and people walked away feeling heaven? Wow. Wouldn't that be something if the glory of God was that strong in a worship service? Man. Man, there's nothing like a good, a good, powerful praise and worship service. Man. 
<laughs> I think Mona E talking about Y2K. She said, I remember hoping it was true so that I wouldn't have to go to school. That's funny. I I think I stayed up late that night, like past midnight, just to see what was going to happen. I think me and my friend were on the phone together. It was like 1159 and we just kept talking. And then it was like 1201 and it was like, like we guess the world ain't ending. So we went to sleep. <laughs> um. Oh uh, yeah, y'all answering that about Dagon. Yeah, they carried the ark of the uh, ark of God into the temple and placed it beside an idol of Dagon. First Samuel five and two. Yeah, here's a question from Sister Brittany: What do you think about people, many who happen to be New Age? that want all religions to find common ground. It sounds like one world thinking to me, but would love to hear y'all's thoughts. Okay. Well, I mean, once again, the link is in the chat. If anybody wants to hop on, we coming up on nine o'clock. So we about to end soon, but anybody that want to hop on can hop on and talk about anything uh, semi Christian related. But to answer your question, sister, um, Needless to say, I'm not on board with with that unification of faith because Christ said, what did you think I came to bring peace? No, I came to bring a sword. I'm separating mothers and mother-in-laws and fathers and sons and family members. Why is that? It's because Christ draws a line in the sand. See, everybody else wants to just smooth everything over. Everything is everything. It is what it is. You know, hey, case, sera, sera. Everything is just cool. Everything is just easy going. I tolerate you. You tolerate me. There's things that the fault is things that the Christian faith proposes that don't tolerate things. There's a standard that God has. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against it. So God has a standard that he will not budge on because he doesn't have to. So a lot of these new age people and a lot of these folks that want to see everybody in perfect harmony don't understand the sovereignty of God. They don't understand who he is. And because of that, they're lost. So I don't think it's realistic. I mean, is it is it possible? Yeah, it's possible. But of course, we know that religion is going to be the religion that will be united under the Antichrist. The Antichrist is going to come as a false savior, and he's going to have the religion of tolerance. And that religion of tolerance is basically what you explained. That all of the religions have to find a common ground. Can we all agree on something so we can have peace? With Jesus, who is the Prince of Peace, said, I did not come to bring peace. So think about that. Jesus is the Prince of Peace, but he did not come to bring peace. <laughs> How is that possible? Well, the way that he brings peace, you know, you know the peace that Jesus brings us? He brings us peace with God. He didn't come to bring us peace with man. He came to bring peace with God. Let's find that scripture real quick.
Is it Ephesians? Is it Ephesians? Nope, Romans. So Romans chapter 5. Oh, goodness, what is this site? The site look crazy. Let me go to the site I know. Romans chapter 5. Oh, that's a lot of them. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. The peace that we have is through the sacrifice of Christ. But if you don't receive his sacrifice, then you don't have peace with God, which is the only peace that we really should be desiring. Right. The Bible says that it pleased the father to bruise him. It pleased the father to crush him. Why? Because God has wrath. He was angry. The Bible says that God is angry with the wicked every day. But when Jesus got up on that cross and he was crucified, that pacified the Lord's anger. It, it, it satisfied him. The Bible says that Jesus Christ is a propitiation for our sins. The propitiation means that which satisfies a deity or a God. So it satisfied God. I mean, yeah, he didn't want to send Jesus per se, but he sent them because he wanted us to have peace with him. And so now we have a high priest who can relate to everything that man has went through. And he also can relate to God because he is in perfect agreement with God. He is he and the father are one in agreement. So we have peace with God. That's the that's what makes Jesus the prince of peace. As far as all this other stuff that is going on with man, to the Jews, he's a stumbling block, I think, or maybe it's the Greek, I forget. And to the other one, he's a rock of offense. You know, I think to the to the to the Greek, he's a, one of them, he's a stumbling block. The other one, he's a rock of offense, meaning that they upset him. He upsets the Greek mind because it doesn't make sense to them. The Greek mind might as well be the carnal mind. And he upsets the Jews because they did not receive him. He came into his own and his own received him not. Look at what he said in John 14 and 27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you, not as the world gives, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. See, there's the peace that Jesus gives, and then there's the peace that the world offers to give. And those are two totally different pieces. So when you see everybody talking about world peace, world, I'm not, I don't really make the peace symbol like that. But I don't make symbols and gestures and stick my tongue out in the pictures. I don't do none of that. And you know what I'm saying? I ain't whatever. Do your thing. But words and symbols mean something. And when you talk about world peace and you talk about world, it sounds great. But if Christ is not in it, it's futile. It's futile. So, yeah, he came to bring us peace with God, not peace with man. That's a very good question, Sister Brittany. Somebody else can weigh in on that. Glory to God in the highest. Yeah, Moni, you remember, she said people used to pass out over Michael Jackson. They used to treat him like a god. Absolutely. Hmm. 
Yeah, so y'all seen them concerts too growing up. Yeah, no human is built to receive worship. Here's a question by Brother Joseph. He says, which is worse, the worshiper or the one receiving the false worship? Well, both of them are really horrible, but that's a good question. Which one of them is worse? Man, um, for the purposes of what we're discussing, I'm going to say that it's worse for the one receiving the worship. And the reason why I answer that way is because most of the time, if somebody is in this celebrity status, they have made a conscious decision that they are going to serve the devil. Most of the time, people have made a conscious decision. Sometimes they made tangible sacrifices, knowing that I am on this person's team. It's just like when the devil took Jesus up to that mountain and he, he said, all of these kingdoms of the world and the glory therein can be yours if you just bow down and worship me. And Jesus did not take that offer. But if he offered that to Jesus and he sees little such and such and she's singing in the choir and he like, man, she tight. She, uh, my bad, man, man, she talented. If I can get her to sing for me, you know how many people I can went over to my side. So, hey, you singing in the choir, you're not, they not, how much they paying you? No, they're not paying me anything. I just sing because, you know, because my parents told me, sing, we go to church. I love the Lord. This how much I pay you. And he opened them up. Let me see. Let me show you. Let me show you what he's showing. He's showing this. He's showing a blank check. He's showing a blank check. Not this. <laughs> he's showing a blank check. So you know how many millions I can write on there? If you would just bow down and worship me. So, Brother Joseph, I think that it's worse for the celebrity because most of the people in the crowd are blind. Every human has a God. Every human has a God because we're dependent creatures and we were created to worship. So everybody is going to worship somebody. But... You know what I mean? It's just a matter of who you're going to worship. And sometimes that person is ourselves. But every human has a God, even if it's yourself. Wow. That's interesting. Moni E says, yes, speaking of Y2K, yeah, I stayed up late and I was disappointed when the clock hit 12 and the lights didn't go out. But also that was the first time I gave my life to Christ in my bedroom before I went to sleep. Wow. Yeah, that'll make you pray. That's for sure. <laughs> if people packing up like the world by the end, you, you start to rethink things. And that's kind of a little bit of the silver lining of this pandemic. Hopefully it made somebody think. Now they look at some people looking for their savior in other avenues. We're not going there tonight. Uh, Sissy Vest says, that's like the pronouns which will try to unify the rights of others to spread deception. Yeah, they done gone insane with these uh, so-called pronouns. Glory to God. 
Sister Brittany puts a recommendation in here. John Piper. Oh, no, my bad. My bad. Pastor John. Oh, yeah, John Piper. Does God command our praise for his sake or ours? I think I'm pretty much caught up. So Moni says, yeah, I feel like people know what they're doing when people worship them. They know something is not right about it, but they accept it because it keeps their popularity and sta and status up. That's why I'm not a fan of Beyonce because she relishes in the worship. You know, a lot of times, a lot of times, the human, the human can't even fully do and receive everything that the vessel is receiving. So if you listen to enough of these celebrities speak, you will hear them speak about things like Sasha Fierce. So what I mean by that is Beyonce said in an interview one time, she said, and she was just so meek and quiet in the interview, and this was a really old interview. She was like, Oh, you know, I'm just I'm I'm really shy and all this stuff. But what happens is when I get up on stage, Sasha Sasha Fierce comes. And once Sasha Sasha Fierce, I'm paraphrasing, once she gets on the scene, that's when I'm able to really do my thing. So in essence, oftentimes the humans are just a channel. Nicki Minaj talked about a demon boy that lived in her named Roman Roman, right? She she has a, a demon boy that named Roman. And she in the video climbing up the side of the walls and stuff like that. And we think it's just art, but it's not art. It's the manifestation of that demon. So oftentimes the human is actually just, uh, is, let me say it this way. It's really the demon gods. Okay. Most of the music in industry comes through this demon god called Baphomet. Okay. Uh, he's really heavy into the music industry. Some of it is Jezebel. Okay. A lot of a lot of what I see happening now is Kali, which is the goddess of destruction. She's like the sex goddess of destruction. You see this a lot in the Hindu religion. And if you look at the picture of Kali, she's always sticking her tongue out. Let me show you the picture. Now, I know y'all look, don't look if you don't want to see it. It ain't nothing crazy. <laughs> I mean, it is crazy, but. It ain't nothing that's like gonna haunt you, but I give people a little disclaimer. You know what I mean? In case you just don't want to see that type of Im imagery. Okay. But let me share this real quick. But you know, these different gods, so called gods. See, she's the goddess of destruction. Okay. And this is in the Hindu religion. She's a feminist icon. And so be, as, as we see feminism become more prevalent in our culture, especially these sex, sex demons, these Instagram girls, all you see them do now, they sticking their tongue out. Why are they sticking their tongue out? It's because this, this spirit is working through them. So, you know, sometimes girls do it to, to be cute and harmless and they don't know no better. So they stick their tongue out and wink or something like that. But when you stick your tongue out and wink, I, to me, that's a red flag. <laughs> Everybody want to talk about what your red flags are. That's my red flag. If I see you taking out pictures and you winking, 
Now, if you look at this image, right? Let me make sure y'all can see this. Good, y'all can see it. If you look at this image, um, they posed Obama just like this. So look at that. You see Obama on the cover of Newsweek? They gave him six hands, right? One, six arms. One, two, three, four, five, six. He gets six arms on the cover of Newsweek. All right. And look at how he has his leg. Now look at the, the uh, Cali statue. Exact same pose. So you, we think the, the average person, oh, they got Obama on the cover of Newsweek. Oh, he's just so talented. He can multitask. He know how to handle the world, the, the money, the military, and all of this other extra stuff. But what's really happening is it's the symbolism of destruction. And that's one of the things that he brought about as president. Um. I could spend a lot more time talking about these uh, gods that you see, but um, I'm trying to find the scripture real quick where it talks about how sticking your tongue out is mocking. Um, He that shut of his eyes, it is to it is to devise froward things. He that compresses his lips to bring evil to pass. Um, there is I'm trying to see is there a scripture that okay. Is this it? Isaiah 57 and 4. Whom are you mocking? At whom do you snarl and stick out your tongue? Are you not children of transgression, offspring of deceit? So yeah, when you stick your tongue out with somebody, that means that you're mocking them. So I don't be doing no type of little symbolism and all that stuff. I don't, I don't even, I mean, look, God bless. No, I ain't even going to go there. I was about to say I'm not even big on wearing crosses and all that, but I don't, I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with it, but I don't do no type of symbolism at all. Because depending on what the motive is for the cross, it could be Tammuz. But most people who wear the cross, hopefully they're using it for Christ. Now, is the cross like a forbidden symbol? I don't think so. You know, because Paul talks about how people are the enemy of the cross. Right. Let's find that real quick. Then we're going to get ready to wrap it up. But he talks about how people are the enemy of the cross. So Philippians 3 and 18. For many walk of whom I have told you often and now tell you even weeping as the enemies of the cross of Christ. So it ain't nothing wrong with the cross, you know what I mean? But I'm still personally, I'm not big on wearing a bunch of extra stuff and symbols and stuff like that. It's a, I'm one of them super spiritual people. I be just chilling and I mind my business. I don't say nothing to folks, but it's a whole bunch of stuff that I just don't do. 
You know what I mean? It doesn't make me any better or worse than anybody, but that's just how I feel about it. Glory to God in the highest. We're getting ready to close out. Sister Indira asked for prayers. I took a class to teach kids to study the Bible for themselves and want to bring it to my small church. So asking the pastors, so asking that the pastors are open and receptive to the idea and favor. Yeah, I definitely pray that that goes forth. That sounds like a wonderful suggestion. Yeah, I could find that Sasha Fierce um, interview and all that, but we might have to, we might have, to have a dedicated truth episode. And when I say truth, I mean like truth or stuff, quote unquote, C theories and stuff like that, tinfoil hat type stuff. Because I realize I be thinking stuff and I assume that y'all know it, but <laughs> maybe folks don't always know. It. I just assume that my assumption, I just assume that if I'm sitting on YouTube watching a bunch of stuff, a bunch of bunch of Christian stuff or a bunch of exposés, I just assume that y'all watch it too. But I could be wrong about that. Sister Brittany says, I honestly don't know if I can fully trust someone who is super charming. Well, the Bible says charm is deceitful, you know. I got to do better with not, without being all giddy all the time. Sister Marsha says, when I was a little girl, sticking your tongue out was a form of disrespect. Yeah. And now folks just do it. They just do it frivolously. Man, well, listen, um, good talk tonight, family. I thank y'all for making it somewhat interesting. Hopefully you can take something away from this discussion. Very good questions. Forgive me if I haven't been up on everything. Like I said, I had a busy day. But um, I just appreciate you guys for weighing in. If I'm going to do an open discussion, I try to give you a little bit of heads up just in case anybody is brave enough to hop on one day or something like that. But listen, that's all I have in this Solid Talk family. I pray that you have been edified. God bless each and every one of you. You all take care and be blessed. This is Solid Talk. Speaking out loud. Yeah, 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 yeah. Check it out. Speaking out loud in depth, cancel culture can't keep me in check. And from beginning, gotta tell us what's next. True believers, they can come and connect. Call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect. I keep it solid, I'm dropping knowledge. Wisdom, understanding, just like you done went to college. Devil know we working, his goal is to try to stop it. Helmet of salvation and shield of faith that'll block it. Controversial topics, just to keep it honest. Truth hit hard, just like it's a blunt object. Culture living godless, I can't even call it. We in the last days, Babylon is falling. Don't kill the messenger, I can't mess with ya Points got a plethora, this life will keep on testing ya Just walk and get the best of ya I'm trying to tell you bruh, only a the Shelby say We trying to get the rest Speaking of ya Speaking out loud in depth, cancel culture can't keep me in check In from beginning, gotta tell us what's next True believers, they can come and connect Call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect Spiritual wickedness in high places Trying to cause division with the people and the races Jesus gave commission, say go out to all the nations So we streaming live on television and the stations No, we taking off like asteroids up in the spaces The cross was Eddie Murphy, then I grow we trading places The lost must understand that we cannot be void of graces So we preach it to a generation that is faithless Understand his greatness, ancient of the ages Written on my heart, the red letters of 
of the pages The blood of Jesus covers all my sin and it erases I pleaded and believe it so it covers all my bases Speaking out loud in depth Cancel culture can't keep me in check And from beginning gotta tell us what's next True believers they can come and connect Call in or even come as a guest And show each other respect Try and keep my sanity amongst calamity Social media nothing more than narcissistic vanity PC culture on a mission and they try to cancel me But I know Jesus gonna keep me covered like a canopy Blood give me amnesty, no I can't handle me Not where I wanna be, but best believe I plan to be Flesh wrestle against the spirit, main event and slambery So I need him every day, this daily, weekly, annually Iron sharp as iron, so I'm strengthened by my brethren We may not meet down here, but guaranteed the link in heaven The born again and righteous are the ones he's gonna let in Let's keep the faith and be amongst the saints when they step in